You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's finish this up. It says, over time, however, interpretations of the 1970s experiments have morphed. Participants don't seem to have dropped out of the labor force entirely, suggesting that the money may have given them the luxury of waiting a little longer for the right job to come around instead of rushing into the first available option. See, this is all a system of social engineering, folks. I mean, you can see it. They're obviously trying to engineer solutions here, engineer outcomes. goes on to say, and working less sometimes mean getting more education, which is almost always a net positive for the economy. An uptick in divorces can be a good thing, too. Of course, when you're trying to break apart families, it could definitely be a good thing. That has been one of the biggest social engineering outcomes of all this stuff, breaking up marriages. Fantastic. It says studies show that financial insecurity is a major contributor to keeping women in failing relationships, as in Everett's case. In retrospect, the legacy of the first significant guaranteed income pilots was a whole lot of complicated questions and limited information with which to answer them. Well, of course, they didn't have control of the data back then. Now they can track all of this data. And as Yuval Noah Harari says, those in control of the data will be the gods of the new era. Well, he is right about that, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe not gods, but definitely villains, super villains. All right, it goes on here. Meanwhile, the concept of conditional cash transfer programs, in other words, paying poor people for desirable behavior, was gaining steam in middle-income countries like Mexico and Brazil. You see that? Conditional cash transfer programs. In other words, paying poor people for desirable behavior. So you're paying people to make them do what you want them to do. And it's a conditional cash transfer. So we will give you money if you kill yourself, whatever it may be. Well, conditional cash transfer programs are easily managed under central bank digital currency because it is programmable, as we covered here in episode 100. You already know that, folks. But I'm telling you, that's what it is. You will be bribed to do things that the government wants you to do. I mean, what did we just see come out yesterday? Secretary of, what, was it CDC? Uh, I can't remember. Department of Health and Human Services, maybe. He comes out and puts out a tweet yesterday basically telling people to get jabbed every couple of months. So don't worry. Your conditional cash transfer program will be activated when you prove that you got your next jab. Uh, People were writing on that tweet, folks. Check it out. Uh, just look it up. Uh, maybe I'll pull it up over the break just to show you real quick. But yeah, he's basically saying go get jabbed every couple of months. Get jabbed every time you're going to go to a large gathering. Go watch the, um, it was the Jason Bourne movie that did not have, um, what's his name, Matt Damon in it. It was the guy from uh, the Marvel movies. Ah, I forgot his name. Anyway, watch that movie. And basically, he has to keep getting jabbed up with the serum to keep his system intact, to keep him sort of superhuman. I think that's the direction we're moving in with this, folks. Go get jabbed every two months. What, are you kidding me? My own sister 
She's jabbed. God only knows how many boosters she had. She just uh, has COVID again today. Now, I don't know how she has COVID. I'll wait because she went and got tested because these people are all addicted to going and getting tested constantly. So she's tested. She has COVID. I don't know how many times she's had it. 42. Uh, and then now she's saying in a text message thread to me and my dad, well, I never believed that uh, if I got vaccinated, I wouldn't get COVID. Of course you did. You were saying that in the beginning. These people are now lying to themselves, folks. Lying to themselves. But that's what this conditional cash transfer program under CBDC will do. You go get your jab. You behave. You get access to your tokens. It goes on here. Uh, In 2007, New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg launched a program called Opportunity NYC, which rewarded parents for tasks like taking their children to the doctor and completing job training courses. How the hell does the government have a right to do this? Bribe people with money to go do things the government wants you to do. I mean, that was the whole idea behind the IRS and income tax. They take your money from you at gunpoint and then tell you they'll give you some of it back if you do certain things. If you have another kid out of wedlock, we will give you $5 back of your own money. Unbelievable. But now it'll all be done in real time through programmable money. Real time run by algorithms inside of the artificial intelligence blockchain sphere. How great is that, folks? It goes on the experiment had a moderate positive effect on families, overall finances, but did not boost academic performance among elementary schoolers or increase families' likelihood to speak preventative medical care, researchers found. Bloomberg did not extend the program when it expired in 2010. You know, they're trying to socially engineer people into all of these. Let's say they really are do-gooders and they think we're going to give you a thousand dollars to bribe you to go do something because it's going to make you or your child a better human that can contribute more back to the system. Remember, go back to the origins of Technocracy Incorporated. Everything is about being a better human for the system. You were just a human engine. You're inefficient, but we'll make you more efficient so you can give back to the system well how about this how about your social engineering turned everyone into morons into idiots into lazy people how about you get out of the way because you are the problem how about we pay you a universal basic income to get the hell out of here we say listen I know you're a criminal, you're a thief, you like to steal money from us, you like to take money from us based on our labor, our skill set, the products we produce, the products we sell, the services we offer. You're criminals, you're the mafia. You want your VIG, you want 10% of what I make? How about we just pay you the 10% like we would in taxes, but we'll pay you so you can stay rich to stay the hell out of the way. Like You guys could just move to an island together and sit there and play backgammon in the nude or whatever it is like a bohemian grove kind of thing but you never come back into our world just leave us the hell alone leave us the hell alone goes on to say among many poverty scholars and activists conditional cash transfers are seen as a step in the right direction but only a small one to maximize the impact on poor people's lives they say money must be a right not a reward because that's the only way to empower people to make their own choices quote there are positive outcomes for conditional cash there are positive outcomes for unconditional cash end quote klein says quote but i think for me making it conditional misses a really fundamental value around trust dignity agency and freedom end quote 
The word, quote, dignity, end quote, comes up a lot among guaranteed income advocates. Research shows that the vast majority of people don't, quote, waste, end quote, cash on vices like drugs and alcohol, but rather use even small amounts to improve their life circumstances dramatically. In a 2019 working paper, Nobel Prize winning development economist Abhijat Banerjee and two co-authors concluded that the distribution of unconditional cash in low-income countries had positive effects on, quote, income, assets, savings, borrowing, total, expenditure, food, expenditure, dietary diversity, school attendance, test scores, cognitive development, use of health facilities, labor force participation, child labor migration, domestic violence, women's empowerment, marriage, fertility, and use of contraception, among others end quote all right so unconditional cash free money had a positive effect on all this stuff right i'm sure they study this in depth folks uh bonarigi is part of the research team studying the world's largest basic income program which is midway through a 12-year run across 300 rural villages in kenya for about 5,000 people that means an extra 22 dollars a month for more than a decade Thus far, the researchers have found participants have been less likely to get sick or go hungry and more likely to start a business. So what is that? Uh, $22 a month times uh, it's two twenty and 44 is 264 over 10 years is what? $2,640 over 5,000 people. So for pretty cheap, like if you're a, a millionaire, a billionaire, you could go and bribe all these people of Kenya and the rural villages to do whatever the hell you want. That's a pretty cheap social experiment over there. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. I wonder what you could get them to do for $2,600 over 10 years. I mean, even you and I could pitch into a program like that, folks. It goes on to say, in the United States, which has the world's largest gross domestic product, the basic income uh, calculus is different than in places like Kenya, where a significant minority of people live on less than $1 a day. But America has its own unique fact, less than a dollar a day. I knew that was uh, happening. I didn't know... Uh, that that was still going on less than a dollar a day folks i could go over there and get a producer to run this show would save me a lot of time and help me figure out how to launch some more marketing around this dollar a day goes on to say but america has its own unique factors like that inequality rate and a history of racist policies that have left a disproportionate number of people of color at the bottom of the income scale. Let me just tell you something, though, because one day I'd love to go over to a place like Kenya and look at this. Because these folks, it says right here, what? These people are living on less than $1 a day. You know why? You know why? Because they're full Amish. All right? I guarantee because they're full Amish. So what happens? You have all the technocrats that go, eh, 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 that's not allowed to happen. You can't live like an indigenous person. You can't live old school style. You can't be happy in a mud hut eating the vegetables that you grow locally. No, we have to go over there and get you hooked on Nike shoes and uh, Disney backpacks so that you will become part of our technocratic system. They live on a dollar a day. Show them how to live on $500 a day. Then we'll get them addicted to good old uh, materialism, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 
that's what's going on over there. Goes on to say, indeed, Tubbs and his counterparts frame basic income as something akin to reparations, a way to alleviate harm done to marginalized people by decades of bias and ineffective policy. How about by you socially engineering their communities and destroying their families? That's what you've done. Their reparations should be to hang you from a tree and beat you with a stick. That's what they should do to all these technologists, these technocrats. These people going over there meddling in their lives and their culture. It goes on to say the seed recipients were struggling to survive because society had let them down, Tubbs argues, and the conventional methods of helping them were paternalistic and inadequate. In Baltimore, where more than one in five rev- residents live below the federal poverty line, a new guaranteed income pilot gives $1,000 a month to 200 recipients, all of them parents in high-crime neighborhoods. Quote, we're like the birthplace of racial redlining right end quote scott says quote you're not going to erase inequality inequity that was caused by policy without creating policy to do the opposite Uh, how, how do they legally do this how does the government go and give 200 random people a thousand dollars a month but doesn't give it to the rest of the people this is interesting folks i mean seriously you see this social engineering going on in real time i'm telling you this is leading into the ubi under the central bank digital currency i'm going to show you that shortly ladies and gentlemen this is what's coming these progressive economist psychopaths the same people running the eugenics programs of the early 1900s running the original technocracy plans who put fdr's new deal into place they are hard at work folks they obviously said we didn't make enough people poor enough Let's continue. And now we'll give them central bank digital currency, UBI, and we'll be able to control everything that they can buy, they can sell, control their movements, control everything. Because if you perform for the system, then you will get your shekels. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dust of Gold with the Dust of Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. Welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Yeah, folks, I was going to get into Elon Musk and the news on the Neuralink brain chip today. But frankly, this is more important, honestly. I mean, the brain chip is the brain chip, and it's going to do what it's going to do. I am going to cover it, though, in the next day or two. I actually downloaded the full live stream press conference, his demonstration. And so we're going to go through some of that um, maybe tomorrow or the day after. But I want to get through this and then show you the link up of how this goes into universal basic income. And then we'll go into Elon Musk backing UBI. And then we'll use that as the segue into the brain chip. We'll take a little break before we get back to consensus. And then from consensus, we're going to go into the panel discussions on central bank digital currency. So there's a lot to cover. 
And I wish I could be putting out two two hour shows a day right now to get through all this. But unfortunately, with William and with my mother in law here, and with having to work on some business stuff behind the scenes connected to the show, and I'll be uh, fully transparent and show you what's going on in the coming weeks, uh, what we're doing, what we had to do, why we had to do it, but. This right now is very important because it's coming at warp speed, and this stuff is going to have a major effect on our life. And again, as I started the show talking about my father and him expecting solutions, I try to explain to him that you can't come up with solutions until you actually understand the problem. You really need to understand the problem and what is coming at us before you can figure out how the hell you're going to work around it. Uh, Otherwise, you're just going to come up with a solution that is not going to be relevant in a couple of months. It's the same as trying to form a business and putting a business model together in a business plan. You're trying to project five, 10 years down the road. Look at all the things that'll go right, everything that'll go wrong, so that your business plan, although it may be adjusted as you move forward, is going to be fairly accurate. Otherwise, if you sit there and you say, well, my revenue stream is X, but you didn't do the research and don't realize that that revenue stream is going to be gone in six months, but you're counting on that money to come in five years from now. So that's what we're doing here. Before you start going crazy and moving all your money around and trying to insulate it, you probably want to understand the system that is coming so that then you can make educated decisions on what to do with your money or what to do about your future income or what to do about social security so that's why we're going into this all right let's continue the notion of guaranteed income as a government-backed corrective for decades of racist policies has spread to dozens of cities many led by young black mayors scott 38 consults regularly with st louis mayor uh, Taishura Jones, 50, whose city launched a guaranteed income pilot in December 2021. St. Paul, Minnesota, Mayor Melvin Carter, 43, serves as co-chair of Mayors for Guaranteed Income and is a mentor to Tubbs, 32. According to Tubbs, guaranteed income programs in Columbia, South Carolina, Shreveport, Louisiana, and Atlanta were the result of a black... <coughs> Excuse me, folks, I just sneezed. And Atlanta were the result of a black mayor's group text shortly after George Floyd's murder in which he evangelized for King's approach to solving urban poverty before sending everyone a copy of, quote, where do we go from here, end quote. Now, what's important about this is if you listen to this show, I mean, did you have any idea, did any other podcaster cover this Washington Post article? And the reason why I use this, I told you, is because it's jam-packed with intelligence. I found dozens upon dozens of articles of all these individual UBI programs going on. Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, were sending them to me. And then I started doing research, and I came across this article, and I said, this is great because it's all jammed into one article. Has anyone else covered this? See, did you know this was going on at this kind of scale? You might have heard about one UBI program going on, but folks, this is gigantic. It's a movement. It's happening. And as we go further, we can dissect these programs and find them tied to technocrats like Elon Musk, like Jack Dorsey, who's funding many of these programs. And you'll say to yourself, what is Jack Dorsey, co-founder of Twitter, a complete and total madman, a technocrat? want anything to do with handing out money to people under universal basic income does he love people why didn't he just give them a free twitter account oh wait he did but then they took them all away 
So you see, folks, this is why it's important, because now you've just been exposed to a huge movement here, part of technocracy, that you probably didn't know about. I mean, maybe some of you have studied this. I'm sure many of you have, because you're a very intelligent audience. But if you haven't, now you understand what's actually going on out there. goes on to say it's no coincidence that these are the people plotting the future of guaranteed income in America, Scott argues. Many of them grew up in families that would have benefited from guaranteed income programs. Quote, we're the first group of elected folks who actually lived through all of this shit. End quote, he said. Looking up from his phone for a rare moment during a 30-minute interview at Baltimore City Hall and drawing out the vowel sound in, quote, lived, end quote, we lived through crack and heroin. We lived through zero tolerance. So all the stuff that folks are now talking about, we understand it in a way that no one else does, end quote. Well, why don't you talk to the state that you serve about all those problems? It goes on to say the most basic objection to guaranteed income program is about cost. Providing $1,000 a month to every American regardless of income, which some scholars argue would make the policy more palatable than one targeted to people in poverty, would cost $3.1 trillion a year, nearly half the federal government's entire budget in 2021. Right, so you collect all the tax money and then hand it back to everyone. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. And then spend, so let's say you collected $3 trillion in taxes, then you're going to hand $3 trillion back to the people, but now you're going to have $6 trillion in debt to add, so an additional $3 trillion. So the program costs $3 trillion to hand out $3 trillion and adds $3 trillion to the debt. Debt slavery debt slavery. And let me ask you this. If you give out a free $1,000 a month to every single person in the United States, that $1,000 effectively becomes worthless. It becomes zero because everyone has it. So it doesn't draw people out of poverty. It's ridiculous. And yet the adage that it is expensive to be poor applies not just to individuals, but to their governments. A mountain of evidence shows how tightly income inequality correlates with crime rates education levels, drug abuse, incarceration, intimate partner violence, and physical and mental health, which together cost billions upon billions of tax dollars. Numerous studies, for example, have found it would be cheaper to give homes to unhoused people than it is to cover all the costs associated with allowing them to stay on the streets. But progressives have faced an uphill climb to convince policymakers and voters that providing free housing is a worthwhile strategy. We'll go back to the original progressive plan of eugenics and just kill them all goes on to say, while there isn't yet research on the potential economic benefits of guaranteed income specifically, studies of similar initiatives have shown that pulling people out of poverty generates a huge increase in tax revenue, as well as savings on public assistance programs. So we're going to give them free money to pull them out of poverty to then tax them back into poverty. Yeah, this is the government for you. This is the state. This is the state. Now, the people running these programs have no actual power. These are puppets of the system. They are running these programs because this is the foundation for what will become the central bank's universal basic income. All right? And that is going to pay people to stay poor, put them into a control state, a slave state, until they move to the next step, which I don't know. 
they're probably going to start talking about killing people again. I mean, I, do you put anything past them at this point? I mean, maybe they don't have to talk about it because they already got people to line up for jabs. They do talk about giving people money every month to give them more access to more health care, which we know what health care is all about. All right, it goes on. First, though, the guaranteed income movement had to show that its idea worked at all. When the current wave of experiments kicked off, the goal was to drown opponent, opponents in data demonstrating that the simplest idea for alleviating poverty was in fact the silver bullet it appeared to be. Of course, whether something, quote, works, end quote, depends on the definition. Obviously, giving people more money makes them less poor, but the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration Team set out to show that as little as $500 a month, not nearly enough to replace actual income, would have a multiplier effect, allowing recipients to improve their employment prospects, their physical health and mental well-being, their children's education and their overall stability. Don't worry, we can engineer all of this stuff with $500 a month. How about all those problems were caused by you, by you? How about the government just getting out of people's lives would uh, end a lot of the mental health problems we have here in this country? But don't worry, because if you still have a mental health problem, they're just going to dope you up with government lab-made psychedelics like ketamine and psilocybin mushrooms, the synthetic version. Yeah, and then they'll strap the virtual reality and augmented reality transcranial stimulation helmet to your head and send you into the metaverse, which we've covered here extensively, folks. All this stuff comes together. Goes on to say a research team from the University of Pennsylvania Center for Guaranteed Income Research laid out three overarching questions. How does guaranteed income affect volatility? To what degree do changes in income volatility alter financial well-being, psychological distress, and physical functioning? How does guaranteed income generate agency over one's future? To conduct their randomized controlled trial, the Penn researchers track purchases on the debit cards provided to the 125 recipients. Asked recipients and control group members to input monthly income data and conducted biannual surveys to learn how people's lives were going. The questions focused on recipients' well-being, but also on some of the most common objections to guaranteed income. Did they quit their jobs? Content to live on free money? Did they blow all their funds on cigarettes and liquor? Quote, I never came in asking for permission, end quote, Tubbs said on a sweltering November day in Los Angeles where he moved after losing his re-election bid in Stockton, quote, I was not ready for a vote. I was going to do this, but I did go in wanting to make sure I understood sort of where the sentiment was, where the opposition was. I said, quote, well, look at what will evaluate this and see how the money is spent and we'll see who's right, end quote. In March 2021, the researchers released preliminary data from the first year of the pilot. While their first peer-reviewed paper is still in the works, their self-reported results showed an unqualified success. More than 50% of recipients said they could pay for a $400 emergency expense in cash, compared with 25% before the program began, and 28% of the control group uh, began and 28% of the control group. Recipients experienced statistically significant improvements in their mental health as determined by a common test of psychological well-being. See, 
they take 125 guinea pigs, they give them this money, and the next thing you know, they're tracking all their spending habits, and they're running psychological well-being tests on them. You understand this? See, these are the pilot programs for the long-term launch of central bank digital currency, where everything is tracked, everything is monitored, except by humans, it will be done by algorithms and artificial intelligence. So they are running the trial programs for the rollout of the central bank digital currency, folks. I mean, is it not quite obvious what this is? These are little Petri dishes, and there are people because the theme of this was my father, people like my father that would discount if he heard the story of Tubbs or if he heard the story of one of the other mayors, he would look at those as isolated incidents and he would say, oh, look at that liberal progressive idiot mayor giving away free money. And then if you showed him another one, he would say, look at that liberal progressive idiot mayor giving away money. And then if you showed him 12 of these, 24 of these, 50 of these, all going on at one time in the United States, we're not even looking at the world, we're just talking about the United States, 50 of these programs going on all at one time, somehow his brain would not allow him to connect all those and realize that these are test pilot programs being funded by the technocrats for the purpose of collecting the data data on people's habits on their spending patterns on uh, whether or not they're going to the doctor to get more jabs putting that into a system because those are going to be the data points that help them program the algorithms that will control the programmable money in the form of central bank digital currency that's what all this is about but somehow some people just can't recognize it and if you dig deeper and deeper and deeper into it to try to explain it they think that you're just talking about the problems no we are explaining the problem and this will show you exactly what is coming now the question is how the hell do we work around it how are we going to set up our lives to be able to live one foot in this system and one foot out of this system one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix that's what we need to figure out and the question is how much time do we have to be prepared i think with this show over 100 episodes in if you haven't listened to all of them i would they're all free on the public side of this broadcast or you can go over to pain.tv slash gold and get this in uh, video form, ad-free. And soon I will be launching an ad-free audio version of this podcast as well. And you can start to look at all the different problems we've discussed here and then start to write down your goals and figure out the steps that you are going to take to get to those goals. I am working on this every day. Uh, on the show and in my personal life and eventually i will start to show what i'm working on certain goals i have to reach to get a piece of land in west virginia to be able to get self-sustaining at least on vegetables there are some animals i want to have to get my own meat there are things i'm doing and i suggest you do them as well i know everyone has different goals everyone is in different financial circumstances so there's not going to be a one-size-fit-all solution but if you don't understand what's actually going on and what is coming you can't actually come up with solutions to work around this coming technocracy i mean we are in the technocracy now it is the culture but the full-blown slave state is being built around 
around us each and every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back tomorrow for episode 102, I'm actually going to finish this article. It's very important that you understand it all. And then I'm going to show you what is going on with UBI and the central banks, how it's going to tie into central bank digital currency. Then you'll understand that whole system. And then we're going to get into consensus. I'm going to show you what's going on with their blockchain overlays on top of Ethereum and a paper that they presented to the World Economic Forum one month before the rollout of COVID land, the high school theater production. We got our hands on that, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll have a complete understanding of CBDC. We'll start to get into the panel discussions out of the World Economic Forum, Bank for International Settlements, International Monetary Fund, and the United Nations. And then we'll start to tie all this research into what Wide Awake Jim has been doing. And then we'll have a very clear view of the world we are moving into. And then we'll start a series of solutions discussions. In between that, I have a couple of guests that may be coming on. I just connected with a holistic doctor that I think is going to come on the show and talk about informed consent and your right uh, when you're inside the hospitals, as I discussed in my personal story that I shared of what my wife and I went in, uh, dealt with inside of the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex complex hospital uh, when we move from a home birth into that system. So we're going to be doing a lot of that as well, folks. Much more to come right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening. Whenever you're listening, folks, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.